Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. A handful of ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. And we will hear more from our sponsor later, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Check our sponsor page if you ever need anything. See if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And we hope to see you on Patreon. Besides the fact that there's all kinds of amazing things going on over there, like our Revolution Parenting podcast episodes and extra ad-free episodes and mini podcasts and our Zoom hangouts, all of that is awesome. But it is also another way that you can support this podcast. Uh, You can find the top link in the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from. Click there, check out the different options, and uh, choose your favorite. And we're still hosting our ongoing giveaway. Um, People are still asking me if it's still going on. I think they're listening to older episodes, and they're like, is this still happening? But it's just happening. It's just happening. And send your screenshots of your reviews around the internet. Send them to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com along with your address. And we'll send you a goodie bag of uh, stickers and thank you for nursing and public cards. And um, now, Diane, here's our review of the week. I do have our review of the week. This is my absolute favorite podcast for breastfeeding and postpartum topics. I've been looking for a podcast that has good information and talks about the real stuff we go through postpartum as a breastfeeding mama. And it was so good to share with my husband to help him understand what I was feeling and experiencing. Made me feel not alone. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with your partner because that is important. I love it when the partners listen. I think that's really important. I just had a message recently where somebody, somebody, someone and their husband, her husband listened to the podcast and he calls it her boob cast. Oh my God, that's hilarious. He's like, oh yeah, I heard on your boob cast that, you know, this and this and this. Oh my <laughs> I God, like, I love that. adorable. <laughs> I know. That is really cute. And I know it's it sounds weird to be like, oh yeah, you know, hey, listen to this podcast. It's all about breastfeeding. But it is important for the partners to understand. I mean, it really, I, I don't know how I can express how important that is that partners understand. I know. And when you hear like, I feel like some partners do, they're very involved and they listen and that's great. And then there's people that are like, you know, well, I want a chance to bond with the baby and I want, you know, and they kind of feel left out and they feel like, and that's because they're so misinformed. Like if they Mm -hmm. actually did take time to listen and, and actually be a part of it and bond in that, in that way of like knowing what's going on and understanding what's happening with the baby and the breastfeeding parent and the partner. And we talk about all of it. I feel like if you, if, if you, there's an opportunity there to be involved that they're missing, Mm -hmm. you know, by not kind of getting involved in this learning process. Yeah. I mean, when I would do breastfeeding classes in person, well, I teach breastfeeding classes for this hospital system and until COVID, everything was in person and then they put them online and they've just since kept them online, which is fine. But mm-hmm. when we were in person and people would show up by themselves, 
I would be like, is your partner coming? Because sometimes they would meet there after work or whatever. And I'd be yeah. like, you know, is your partner coming? And a lot of times I'd hear, no, you know, they went to the birthing class and I figured they don't need to come to the breastfeeding class. And so it's like, no, they do need to come to the breastfeeding class. They really do. They do. And now when it's now that it's online and I send out the Zoom link, I'm always like, remember, partners really need to be coming to this, you know, to this class. And a lot of times they will sit on the Zoom, but it is important. It's important to have the information and to know because, yes, do you want to be involved? I think just because they figure it, well, this is breastfeeding. I'm not going to be feeding the baby, that there's no reason for them to have any information. Well, but and, you're not pregnant with the baby either, and you're still like there. And exactly. You're not yeah. birthing the baby. You went to the birthing class. You're going to be there. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just a continuation. You're going to be a parent. That you're. This is all part of parenting the baby. It's all part of it. Absolutely. So they should know all the yeah, things. They should know all the things. So high five to all the partners out there who are listening right now. Yes. That was a virtual Woo-hoo. high five to you. <laughs> Thanks for showing I put my up. my hand up. <laughs> I figured right. if I did that, it's like, you know, they still can't, they don't know that I'm doing that. So I high five myself. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Getting our corniness out early in the morning. It's awesome. All right. Well, we're definitely talking about something today that's going to involve partners. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a good one for for partners because we're going to talk about the difference between breast and bottle feeding other than the obvious. So the, all right, all I got all these thoughts jumbled in my head right now. But <laughs> what I want to say is we're going to talk about the difference between breast and bottle feeding. And I don't mean like the difference between breast and bottle. I mean like phys- physically the difference between breast and bottle feeding. Like is breastfeeding harder than bottle feeding? Is bottle feeding harder than breastfeeding? Is it really that, oh, well, bottle feeding so easy, the baby's going to get used to doing it and that's all they're going to want to do? Is that really true? Like, we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. Now, when you Google it, because I Googled it just to see, I like to Google things just to see what comes up. Yeah. But I Googled it and it was like a lot of difference between breast and bottle as far as like benefits and, you know, things like that. Right. So, that's not necessarily what we're going to talk about today. Well, it doesn't really matter either. I mean, when we get into that discussion, it's like, well, okay, fine. Then let everybody have a year of maternity leave. Right. Then have like partners have a year of paternity leave too, so that they can, you know, help with, with things that are needed to be done so that the parent can just, breastfeeding parent can just be doing that 24 seven. Like, Exactly. You can't, there's no way to, to, oh, I don't, this discussion is ridiculous because some people just have to, you got to go back to work because, you know, capitalism said so. Yeah. Everybody so goes how back. are you going to feed the baby? Right. They feed by bottle. We know that. We know that every, that bottle feeding is for most people, for most families, bottle feeding is just what's going to happen at some point. Yep. And, that's, you know, I mean, it is important to have all the information on it too, to know like, okay, is my baby going to be affected by this bottle feeding? Are right. they going to never go back to the breast again because they went to the bottle? Right. And I mean, most of the time, that's not going to be a problem. Every once in a while, you see a baby that, oh, oh and is my baby going to take a bottle? That's the other thing. 
Yeah. And now, now that my baby's on the bottle, they prefer the bottle. Right. So we automatically think it's easier. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's easier. The bottle that's, feeding. Yeah. That's the thing is that it's like, well, it, obviously it's easier. They don't have to work as hard. It's, um, I always think that's really funny because it's just like, oh, my baby's so lazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my baby is just this that. lazy bum who wants something that's just like, you know. I know. these lazy Choosing the babies. easy way out of life. Yep. Going to grow up and live in our couch for till they're 35. Already they're <laughs> choosing the easy way. They're only yeah. a month and a half old. Six weeks and yeah. they're choosing the easy way oh, out of yeah. life. <laughs> What the hell? Oh my god! So the truth behind it. Now I did a, I wrote a blog on this like a long time ago, but I always like break it out and dust it off whenever we talk about this kind of stuff. And um, there because it has actual research in it about. I didn't just make all this crap up. It's actual research in it about why bottle feeding is not actually easier for babies, but. It can seem like it's easier for babies, right? Like it looks like it's easier. It looks like because you just put the bottle in there and they just suck it down. But the truth behind that is they can't help it. It's a reflex. And bottles are very different. It's just very, very different. And I think like I have a client right now that I've been working with whose baby's having a really, really difficult time with breastfeeding, very difficult time with breastfeeding. But we'll take a bottle super easily. So, of course, she feels like, well, of course, they're going to take the bottle. It's just easier. It's like, no, it's just different. Yeah. It's different. It's not easier. It's just different. But it's very, like, I think it's like it personally hurts her feelings. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's kind yes. of how I feel uh-huh. about it. Yeah. That it's just, it's really hard for her to see that. They're, they're like the baby. It's like a rejection. The baby's rejecting mm-hmm. me and prefers this fake boob situation over here and doesn't like me anymore but we know that babies are born with a reflex their suck reflex that is stimulated by the bottle when you put the bottle in their mouth and they and the bottle starts to you know they start to get that suck reflex going and it gets the milk going in the bottle and it just is just reflexive so well, we know that that's why if you, if you put your finger in your baby's mouth mm-hmm you know, go do it. Go stick your finger in your baby's mouth. Do it right now. <laughs> do it right now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it now. Guess what? It's, and you know, you'll see what'll happen. They're gonna yeah. start sucking. And it just—it's just—is what it is. But it's just different with breastfeeding. But the truth behind it is that it is actually more difficult for babies to bottle feed than it is, like physiologically. Okay, we're talking physiologically. It's bottle feeding is more difficult than a baby for a baby than breastfeeding is. And that is because the baby was born to breastfeed. So physiologically, their body just works better when they're breastfeeding. Their breathing is better. Their body temperature is better. Everything is more maintained when they're breastfeeding because that's what their body is meant to do is breastfeed. Yeah. And they can control the, mm-hmm. the, the milk is, you know, controlled by their sucking. Yeah. Yep. So, and that's, so this is, so one of the things that I have in the blog here says it's true that the baby uses many muscles to breastfeed. 
These muscles are gravely important to the natural evolution of the face, mouth, teeth, and overall oral facial development. Mm -hmm. The masseter muscle, which is what supports the up and down movement of the jaw, is important to facilitating jaw growth and positioning. Bottle feeding actually reduces the activity of the masseter muscle, reduces jaw movement, and may cause the tongue to retract. So in that way, things seem to be a little bit easier, right? Because we know that the baby doesn't, because I, I think everybody knows that babies use a lot of muscles to breastfeed. We know that. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty common. And I think that's why we think, okay, that you don't need as many muscles to bottle feed, so it must be easier for them. But th- they need to have that muscle movement. It's like saying, oh, don't use any of your muscles. It's just easier. You know, yeah. like, don't, we don't need to build up those leg muscles. It's just easier. Because we, but we want them to build up those oral facial muscles, right? Mm -hmm. That's really important for them to have that. So the other thing here is breathing. So while breastfeeding, breathing is combined with sucking and swallowing, usually happening in bursts. So, and we know, because we see this, well, and I know I definitely see this, that when babies are trying to figure out how to suck, swallow, and breathe and try to get all that going together to breastfeed, you can actually see them like, okay, they're trying to breathe, they're stopping and breathing, and then they're swallowing, and then they're kind of starting to put it all together. And this is when they're first very newborn. Babies that are uncoordinated have a hard time doing this. But babies that are doing well with breastfeeding can put it all together. And this, hap- this helps them to manipulate their breathing patterns to control and accommodate their breathing. But sucking during bottle feeding can interrupt breathing more frequently and for longer durations of time. So breastfeeding also promotes the infant's ability to breathe through their nose because that's how they're breathing. And which is why we always say to you, like, if the baby can't breathe, they're going to come off the breast. Yep. But they breathe through their nose when they're when they're breastfeeding, which is why, like, if they're sick or they're like, have nasal congestion or if their nose is plugged up by the breast, how everybody thinks that the baby's going to suffocate at the breast. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. No, and not- that, right. And why they say one of the advices for biting if your baby clamps down and doesn't let go is to plug their nose. Because mm, they'll, they'll open up. Open up. Yeah. yeah. But that aids when you breathe through your nose like that, that heats and filters the air before it reaches the lungs. And then the air that's coming in through the nose puts additional pressure on the baby's palate, which encourages and accompanies general growth of the facial muscles. Okay. So I'm sorry, finish. Go no, ahead. That's it. Yeah, okay. No, that's it. Yeah. This reminds me of the conversation that we were having when about snoring and how mm. like, remember when Josh was reading that book, um, my husband was reading this cause he snores and he started, he started, um, he read this book and he started putting tape over his mouth. Yeah, because he like wanted to use way- that tape that would rip his lips off. Yes, exactly. He wanted to use the gorilla tape one day. Can I put this on my face? I'm j- oh, I forgot. We like to <laughs> we like to make fun of Josh of all the things that he does, and that's one of the ones that we forgot to make fun of him about in a long time. We stick <laughs> more to the like cooking the pizza upside down and the like using um using coffee creamer to make mashed potatoes. Oh my God, that's so funny. It was funny. so disgusting. Anyway, so <laughs> he was reading this book because he snores like crazy. He was reading this book like you could put tape over your mouth and try to like, yeah, try to like exercise those muscles. And they were talking about how like evolutionarily speaking, how like people are snoring more and how it's really about like the the decrease in breastfeeding 
and mm. the eating of softer foods that that we have over the past, you know, whatever, couple hundred years, um, that they think is, is this is what's happening is that people's you know palates are weaker and they're snoring more. Wow! And they did mention breastfeeding, That's and then amazing. it's like, well, how does that happen? You know, like evolution takes longer than that. Except go to Fenway Park and sit in the seats. You barely fit because yeah. they people were smaller not that long ago when that park was made. Like evolution does happen that fast. It's starting mm-hmm. to affect us. The lack of breastfeeding is affecting us like in, you know, over generations. Anyway, go ahead. It's really fascinating. It is really fascinating. It is. So creating a vacuum in the baby's mouth is necessary in both breast and bottle feeding so that sucking and swallowing can occur. Now, this is um, research that was done by Gettys, who is, she's done a lot of, Donna Gettys, she's done a lot of research on this kind of stuff. And she's, I think, one of the first ones that have done like um, ultrasound of the baby sucking and swallowing, like ultrasounds of breastfeeding Uh and stuff like that. It's really kind of cool. Found that when feeding by bottle, reduced vacuum application was noted. So the baby's got a reduced vacuum in their mouth when they're feeding by bottle. Weaker suck and decreased vacuum may make it more difficult for a newborn to transfer milk efficiently when back to the breast. So when we say that like babies are preferring the bottle over the breast, they've had a lot of bottles, so now they don't want to go back to the breast again. It could be that it's just harder for them to switch back and forth. And we always assume like, okay, this is why we say like babies should be breastfeeding you know, for the first couple of weeks, if they can, so that they can get used to breastfeeding and, you know, get it down and know what they're doing and all of that stuff. And then they should be able to switch back and forth pretty easily. But if you have a baby that's not doing well with breastfeeding, switching back and forth might be a little bit more difficult for them because it's just, they're, they're having to change the way they do things. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is where pace bottle feeding comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're trying to mimic the actions, not that you can exactly mimic the actions, but you're trying to, as much as you can, mimic breastfeeding. Right. So let's take a break and then we're going to talk about more oh research my God. stuff. I'm not ready. I'm just like here engaged in this conversation. I'm not ready. It's so interesting. Okay, no, I know it is. Okay. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill, a company that never stops making the lives of breastfeeding parents easier. Clunky coolers, bulky bags, batteries, and cords are so yesterday. Created by a mom for moms, Sarah's Chill guarantees convenience with their double-walled stainless steel breast milk chillers. A handful of ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around bags full of plastic and chemical freeze bags. Now you can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. Sarah's Chill is there for you no matter where your journey takes you. Breast milk storage, formula storage, cow's milk for toddlers, and more. Their products are not only beautiful, they're also travel-friendly and FSA-HSA reimbursable. This is truly breast milk storage reimagined. Head over to sarahschill.com, that's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L, 
badasschill.com and check them out on Instagram at Sarah's Chill. And you can use code badass for 15% off of your purchase. Our sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode, no matter where you're listening from. Uh, you can also head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and find them there on our sponsor page. And over there, you'll also find all of our other episodes, our resources page, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So more research um, looked at the position of the tongue in both breast and bottle fed infants, which you might not think is important, but I think it is important where your tongue rests, does, isn't it? Like it's important where you put your tongue, where babies are putting their tongue. Research report that the tongue yeah. of bottle fed infants rests in the mandibular arch and in the maxillary arch of the breastfed infant. Bottle feeding causes the tongue to rest in a more unnatural position, which promotes mouth breathing, which is where you get the snoring, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. And I, I do know, too, that swallowing is different with breastfeeding and, and bottle feeding as well. Mm-hmm. Like babies really have to kind of like manipulate how they're swallowing a little bit a little bit more. Well, yeah, because the breast, and when you see in those ultrasound pictures of breastfeeding, you see the nipple is pulled all the way to the back of the mouth, like to the top of the throat. Mm -hmm. The bottle nipple doesn't go back there. No. So they're having to gather this milk from around their mouth and it's pooling in their mouth, causing all kinds of other issues. I mean, not to say like bottle feeding is terrible, but like it's so very different. It's just this different. Is what we're yeah. saying is like it's just so different in these ways that we don't normally think about. Right. Now, this is one that comes up a lot. And this might not um this may not matter to some people, but for preterm infants. So this comes up a lot when like when I was working in the hospital system, this would come up. Um this comes up like people tell me that they they were told this when they had a preterm infant. They were told this in the NICU or in the special care nursery or whatever that they were going to give. They should give bottles to their baby because then their baby doesn't have to work as hard. Oh, and, yeah. And they'll burn too yeah. many calories, right? Burn, burn too, too many, many calories yeah. by breastfeeding. Yeah. Burning too many calories by breastfeeding. But research that was actually done about this, because there is research on this. So if this is ever happens to you, you can tell them that there is research on this. Preterm infants, it has been noted in several studies that breastfeeding actually exerts less energy from the baby. Um, It has been found that preterm babies feeding at both breast and bottle, like researchers have looked at both breast and bottle when looking at preterm infants, oxygen saturation, temperature, heart rate, and respiration rate were all higher when breastfeeding as opposed to bottle feeding. Apnea and oxygen desaturation was noted during bottle feeds, but not during feedings at the breast. And that is what tells us that breastfeeding is physiologically better for babies to be doing. And that was all with preterm infants. That's not with full-term infants. So that was preterm infants. Mm -hmm. So if anybody tells you, well, your baby is going to burn more calories, then... That's just not correct. That's not true. Yeah. That's not what the research tells us. Research tells us the exact opposite. Research tells us that 
babies that are breastfeeding have better oxygen saturation. They have better temperature. They have better heart rate. They have better respiration rates. And it's physiologically what their body is meant to do. So they just do it a little bit better. Um, Babies who are bottle feeding are not using their oral facial muscles in the same way. And it might seem, it really does look like bottle feeding is easier for them, but bottle feeding is more difficult because it's not physiologically what they're programmed to do. So their body is working harder to stay warm. It's working harder to breathe. It's working harder to keep their temperature, their heart rate, their respiration rate, all that stuff where it needs to be. They have to work a little bit harder to do that when they're bottle feeding. Well, yeah. And they're also continuously working. Generally, the way that people are bottle feeding is putting their baby on the back and putting their the bottle in their mouth. So then mm-hmm. they're working 10 times harder just to keep up with this flow of the milk that they, you know, that that they don't have any control over because they're sucking because they don't know how not to. Right. And that's making all of this milk come flying into their mouth, which they're swallowing because they don't know how not to. Otherwise, exactly. you know, they swallow yeah. or they just choke on it. Yeah, which is why the paste feeding is really important for exactly. Them. That's so. why that's a lot feet. Yeah, a lot, a lot, um, a lot better for baby. But that all that is making them work harder. Actually, mm-hmm. they do. They work a lot harder. But if it's what, so let's talk a little bit about nipple confusion. The, the whole nipple confusion thing mm-hmm. because that can feel really confusing, <laughs> you know. And everybody's like, "Is my baby going to get nipple confusion? I don't want them to get nipple confusion." So one of the things that's important to know is that I feel like introducing a bottle is kind of like this dance, right? Like you want to get it in at the just the right time. If you wait too long, it's too late. And if you don't wait long enough, it can screw everything up. But the truth about waiting until it's too late, like that whole Babies have that reflex about sucking, which is true. Babies have that suck reflex. That's an involuntary reflex until they're about three months old or so. After that, they can kind of choose like three, four months. They can kind of pick and choose what they want to do. And they have more control over that suck reflex. So if you decide, if, if you are, and I've heard this, where people will wait because they're so afraid of nipple confusion that they'll wait months before offering a bottle and then when they do by that point the baby's suck reflex is is no longer involuntary they have they can control it better and the baby's like no i don't think so i'm not doing this (laughs) no thanks no thank you i'll wait for my mom and they (laughs) you know like because they can chew they can figure it out at that point yeah so it's like if you wait too long you might have a baby that's a little bit more particular. Yeah. But if you give it too soon, will that cause nipple confusion? And I really feel like, and this is coming from my personal experience as a lactation consultant working with babies. And I really only work with, I mean, I don't only work with babies that have problems because I have seen babies that don't have problems too. But babies that are struggling with breastfeeding, that are having coordination issues, that are not sucking well, that, you know, have suck dysfunction or suck swallow dysfunction or really just, you know, very uncoordinated, they struggle with getting one feeding method down. And then if we're trying to get them to get multiple feeding methods down, they may gravitate towards one. Mm. And that might look like, okay, so this is this a nipple confusion situation. 
And it's not necessarily nipple confusion as it is that they just can't figure out how to get back and forth. And that's what is screwing them up. You know, and like how it said, this one research that we were talking about earlier here, that weaker suck and decreased vacuum, which happens with bottle feeding, make it more difficult, may make it more difficult for a newborn to transfer milk when they go back to the breast because they need they need to have that stronger volume, vacuum when they mm. go back to the breast because that vacuum is necessary to, you know, get that good suck swallow going. So it could be that, you know, they're having too many bottles and they just can't figure out how to make it work when they need to switch over. Um, it is not uncommon that you see that. And if that's the case, if babies are like truly like really, truly having a, like a nipple confusion type of situation, I really do feel like it's a baby that's just not feeding well overall. Mm-hmm. And in those kinds of situations, like maybe they're not taking a pacifier, which, you know, babies don't have to take a pacifier. But I do notice that if they're not, if there's not feeding well, sometimes they're just not sucking on anything. You know, they're just not doing well with all sorts of things. They may, maybe can't hold the pacifier in their mouth as well as a baby that can. They don't have that good suck coordination where they can hold a pacifier in. Mm-hmm. That might be showing, you know, they're just not, I hope I'm explaining this right, because it's, in my brain, it makes a lot of sense, because I see it all the time. <laughs> it does make sense. But then when I try to put it into words, it's like, all right, it, you know, is it really? Sometimes, too, another thing that you see, like babies, sometimes will need to have a bottle very early. Maybe they're in a special care nursery or in a NICU, and they've been given bottles, like, right immediately. Maybe it's like a blood sugar problem, or maybe they were jaundiced, and they got bottles immediately. And then went back to breastfeeding. And then when parents try to give another a bottle again, maybe a, several weeks later, the baby can't do it. They just can't or they're refusing it. And parents are like, what's going on? The baby took a bottle in the beginning. I don't understand why they're not taking a bottle now. And it's like, because they can't flip back and forth. That's a baby that's having that figured out how to breastfeed. And now mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they can't figure out how to bottle feed. Bottle feeding is not easier for them. It's really not. So when people say that, I'm always like, and I know like a lot of times people will say, oh, yeah, it's so much easier for my baby to bottle feed. So that's what they're doing. And it's like, I don't want to tell, I feel so bad telling you, no, that's not true. Your baby just can't do it. (laughs) Yes. But you know what I'm saying? You know, your baby's just not doing it. (laughs) Um, But it does. It feels like a rejection. It totally does. It totally feels like they're you're being rejected by your baby. Your baby is like not helping you out in any way, shape, or form. They're just trying to be difficult and only doing this bottle feeding, which is not well. And, and never, people go into this with plans. Most people go into parenting with plans to breastfeed. We know this by all the research. Most right. people plan to breastfeed, and mm-hmm. when you have all of these barriers, including, you know, having to introduce a bottle usually because, you know, you're going back to work or whatever. And then you run into all, it's just like another way that your plans are getting, people get, people are so emotionally attached to breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. which is for a reason, you know, there's a reason like your body is wired that way to, to 
have that oxytocin response and all of this so that you will breastfeed. This is all part of the plan, you know, biologically. And when that's interrupted or it feels like maybe that's ending or it's not going to happen or, you know, not happen the way that you wanted it to, I mean, that's devastating. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that when we were talking about nursing strikes a few weeks ago. Mm. Like, it is devastating when you think your baby's not going to go back to the breast again. And you're only like four months in or something, you know, like it just, it's so devastating and you feel rejected. And this is, you know, again, evolutionary. Yeah. This is evolutionary stuff because we are, this is how we stay connected to our newborns is by breastfeeding. And when we think it's not working, and we really want it to. It can be just devastating. Yeah. And when you're in, and there's like, you know, we talk about like uh, weaning and, you know, post weaning depression and stuff like that. Depending on how long your baby has not been nursing, you could be having, you know, re- um, hormonal reaction to that as well, mm-hmm. which makes just enhances all of that emotional stuff. Oh, I know. You know what? any kind of a struggle with this and especially like oh my gosh when i get calls from people that are trying to go back to work or that have to go back to work and their baby's not taking a bottle we have that situation where they're just oh, not yeah. not bottle feeding like that is like oh my gosh and i got to go back to work and my baby's not taking a bottle and i don't want to be hungry all day and what do i do and it's just like oh my gosh that's totally talk about your pressure like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it my is terrible just starve themselves oh it's awful it's awful. And we just want them to be able to do it. And we're like, well, I don't understand why they can't do it. I don't understand why they won't do it. And this, you know, this is important because this helps us to understand why they aren't doing it because it is hard for them. Yeah. And, it's, you know, and here we are thinking like, oh, these bottles are so easy. Why won't the baby just take it? It's right here. Just take the bottle. And it's like, they just, it's not easy. It's not. Yeah. And we need to kind of let go of that. And I've, you know, I've heard, pediatricians and other you know of course like like we were saying with the preemies oh it's it's just burns less calories for them to bottle feed no that's not true (laughs) and i i used to work with a pediatrician who would always say bottle feeding is easier than breastfeeding and humans are lazy by nature so they're gonna choose to bottle feed if they can no that's not true yeah he used to say that all the time notice how i said he because i knew Yep, all the time. And it's oh just not the case. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not. That's How not the case. How can you work in the same office as a lactation consultant and just keep saying that? Yeah. We didn't give a shit know, what you had to say, I'm sure. No. No, not really. Ugh. I know. Frustrating. Humans are lazy by nature. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guy. Got and they would, they would choose... To bottle feed, but it's like it's not what no okay. Bottle feeding is not easier. That's disturbing that somebody does not understand like like biology and has a medical degree. Yeah, I guess that's not part of it though, right? (laughs) I mean, part of the medical degree, it's not. Uh, Yeah, I bet you you he knows every ingredient of formula by heart, though. Oh my God. I have no idea. I don't know what is part. Is it, we had this joke one time, like my, I'm really bad at math. 
like seriously bad at math. I'm yeah. so bad at it. Like I, and I dropped, I went to a Catholic high school where, you know, you didn't have to take it. You had to take theology, of course, but you did not have to take math. <laughs> so I dropped it in like ninth grade. Like I never went further than that. I've never. Oh my God. That would really been awesome. bad. Yeah. It really bad at math. So my dad one time was like, you could have been a doctor if it wasn't for that math thing. And I said that one time to one of the doctors I work with and she laughed and she goes, yeah, you don't need math to be a doctor. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm still trying to figure out what you need. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's easy, of course. And thank God for them because, you know, I mean, they've, you know, obviously. Saved yeah, but both I, seriously. Saved both of my parents' lives. Like I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, totally, oh, yeah. it's, but it's funny when it comes to babies, like it's just not there. I know. It's yeah, it is funny. I was listening to this other this, to this podcast um, the other day, and they were inter- actually talking to a pediatrician, and he was saying how that with like with babies, he said that it's very close to being a vet. That's what he compared being a pediatrician to was being a vet. Oh. He goes because your patients can't tell you what's wrong. Neither one of your oh. patients can tell you what's wrong. Oh, goes, so you have yeah. to just kind of guess and figure out what is wrong yeah. with them. Through the and owner was, slash parent and looking at their... That's interesting. Yeah. I know. I thought that was interesting, too. It was a kind of a cool comparison. Yeah. And in that way, I would think it would be kind of hard. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Like, th- when you're a pediatrician, you do have to figure out, like, what is wrong with these, your little patients yeah. without them telling you anything. Well, yeah. Because I, I went to the... You know, I've been to a few doctors now because of my knee. And it's just like a barrage of questions all the time. You know, does this hurt? Does that hurt? Does this hurt? Does that hurt? Does it hurt when they do this, when this, 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 and I do this? And then, you know, and I'm like, yes, no, yes, yes. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, yes. And they're getting all the information that they need from that. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a the baby can't do that. No. And I guess over time, and if we have any pediatricians listening, definitely like, I would love to hear your take on it. But. Mm-hmm. Over time, I guess maybe you would kind of create your own ideas around things. I mean, I suppose, except there is also that thing, you know, like biology and human evolution and things like that, where like the research is there and it's there for the taking. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and some of, some people are, they're just not aware of it at all. You know, like you need cow's milk at six months because your breast milk doesn't have enough fat in it. This is yeah, something that, that is said, and that's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that is not. Mm-mm. Anyway. Yeah. So that's pretty much it about the, the bottles. That's why bottle feeding is different than breastfeeding. That's why bottle feeding is not necessarily easier than breastfeeding. Your baby's not a lazy. No, your baby's not a lazy bum. On your couch. I mean, maybe they will be, but it won't be because of this. No. It'll be for other reasons. (laughs) Other ways that we're going (laughs) to fuck our kids up. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.